To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Marcus down here in Dunedin, the students are mixing closely, having COVID parties to spread the infection. Earlier today, an Auckland mother very proudly spoke of her daughter's action in Dunedin, not that she told us anything we didn't already know. As usual, the town students have no respect for anyone else in this town. I guess I do have some sympathy because some of the students will get sick and they are all isolated, and I guess it's going to be hard for them to get food and stuff like that. Now, this is when the first week of university, so they're probably going down there with great dreams of orientation and toga parties. Would they still have toga parties? Because I'm all in. If there's a toga party, I'm all in. Never been to a bad one. Why do people grow out of them? Why don't people have toga parties in their 40s and 50s? Why don't they have an old people's home? Yeah, Marty, Marcus. Yeah, hi, Marcus. Uh, I've got a toga party announcement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, they still have toga parties. I just did a Google, and they're definitely doing them last year at the um, Horror Week. Uh, definitely in the South Island. I couldn't find any in the North Island. So maybe, um, maybe it's just the South Island thing these days. I don't quite know what the uh, charm of... Uh toga party was i guess it was the fact that everyone's got a sheet and yes, it's sort of the like, great leveler it's the great leveler yeah. isn't it yeah it's kind of like you go to your hostel step off the plane or what have you get there bus go to the hostel grab a sheet get some girl to pin it to you find some leaves poke them on oh, i never did i never did i never did a, i never did the headgear yeah well i made the mistake of doing headgear like quite a large sort of fascinator sort of scenario of leaves <laughs> And the um, the security guard <laughs> thought it was a hazard. Oh yeah, um, yeah. This was the late this was the late nineties when. Old... Is, this, is this an agricultural college? Is it? Yeah, it was old. Oh Matthew, yeah, Matthew University. <laughs> so she wouldn't let me in. But I was pretty proud about my headpiece. So I pretended to go away, and then when her back was turned, I just did a, um, a willy away and just ran in. Yeah. And but she saw me and she chased me down and got me from behind, and I got got kicked out. Right, that's a legend. That's a legend. I think it's. I think it's probably Animal House thing too. Because they, they have Toga Party at Animal House. Uh, I think it's one of those movies where they go Toga Toga job. I, I think that's the case. It's. I think it's probably yeah. that's the reason it. Um. And, and I think it's the whole like Greece, like we're like in some fancy culture now. They're at university. Oh, <laughs> okay. So it's like it's like a nod to the classics, like we're intellectuals now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps I don't know. I was only in the party for five minutes. You see, these days, yeah, exactly. I've, I've had parties like that where you get kicked out quite soon. Because these days with your cell phone and stuff, I don't know what you do with those. Uh, yeah, what yeah, did we, we do with our money at the toga party? Where was that? I think it was, oh, I don't know. Mind you, those orientation parties, you'd be given a oh. stamp that would give you all your beer for the night, so you probably yeah, wouldn't even need, I, you wouldn't need any money. You'd just be in, you'd be good to go. Well, I can remember getting kicked out. I don't know if I had money or not. What was the headgear made out of, Marty? Oh, it was like sticks and leaves, just stuff ripped off trees around the hospital, you know. Brilliant. I'm liking that a lot. Steve, it's Marcus. Good evening. Oh, good evening, Marcus. Hey, um, I, I, I just find it quite. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it or how to how I, you know, my understanding of this is limited. But it, it just appears that whenever there's a war, it's like a handful of people that decide their whole country is going to war against another country. I mean, how does this work? How do these people, you know, where do they get off making these decisions over what can only be described as 
them having a personal angst against a country. How does that work? I just don't understand it. I'd say because it's not a democracy. Yeah, well, that's true. I mean, that's true. But, I mean, you know, there's lots of wars where it just appears that, you know, some guy in charge decides that I'm taking my country to war, you know? I don't know. Yeah, and look, I don't want to get into wild reckons about Russia, but I have been to Russia, and I've been, right acro- I've been right across Russia, and I think someone told me, who I met on a train, that of the last hundred years, or of the last century, I think I was there in 19, uh, 2008, that of the yep. last hundred years that Russia had been at war, for 80 of them. I think that was the number. It might have been more, but it seems as though war defines them and they're normally at war. And um, I guess if that's what your your country's like, you're either preparing for a war or getting over for... for, You're either getting ready for a war or getting over a war or at war. I think it probably has a, a different effect on your country and how it sees itself. Yeah, well, I mean, this guy's decided that he's bombing Ukraine more sounds like Kiev more than anywhere. There's innocent people there that he's just decided, you know, I'm a bit upset with them, so I'm going to kill people. I mean, that, it, just, it just doesn't make sense to me how people operate in that manner. Gillian, it's Marcus. Welcome and good evening. Hi, Marcus. Good evening to you. Um, I just thought I'd let you know an experience I had with um, online grocery shopping just in the last week, and I thought it might amuse you. Yeah, it was an experimental shop with my local supermarket because I hadn't done it before and I was ordering things and I came to Trust Tomatoes so I ordered one and I thought I was ordering one Trust and what I got was one tomato. (laughs) (laughs) So if (laughs) if people are doing their grocery shopping online... Um, check that you're not just ordering one <laughs> of something. Is this for? Is this? Is are you getting prepared for the future? Is this an important step for you, or is it just something you always thought you'd go and do? I, it's something I thought I'd try just to be prepared. Yep. Um, and I mean the delivery fee is fifteen dollars, but I spend more than that on taxis and coffee at the coffee shop when I'm going down to do it personally so I figured it made you know it didn't make any difference to me price wise yep but yeah I just didn't realize I was only ordering one tomato <laughs> and it, did it work how long until it was delivered Gillian well I got to choose which day and what time okay. I wanted it delivered so I chose Thursday between 10 and 12 and it was here at about oh, half past 10 and um, I had frozen items and they were still frozen so you know they obviously pack it and deliver it pretty quickly I've never done it but I would imagine if you kind of get a regular order going then that becomes quite useful for you because it becomes easier to place the order because you don't have to go through and look at everything you, you know you know you know you need eight trust tomatoes and such and such and such and such and then you can just yeah. tweak it every every three weeks or something depending on what you still got in your pantry yeah, well, I, I mean, I spent ages doing it because, you know, like I'm vision impaired, and so I had to have my magnifier um, <laughs> to, to to look at all the pictures and the words and descriptions. But you can save it. Yes, that's so what I'm that, thinking. You save it, so next time it should be a lot easier. 
Yeah, so next time I can just go through and tick the things on the list that I want again. Um, I, suppose it all, I suppose it all depends too, apart from Omicron and COVID, whether you enjoy shopping or not. Do you hate it or do you like it? I actually quite enjoy it most of the time. But there are days when I'm not feeling very well yeah. or, you know, my eyes are a bit sore or or ever when I need stuff but I just really can't be bothered. And um, so I thought, well, I'll do the online shopping and see how it goes. And it it actually worked pretty good apart from the tomato. I think it's – Gillian, I'm, I'm very excited that you've done it. I feel very excited. I don't want to sound patronising, but I'm very excited that you've done it because it means that – you know, I'm sure that must give you great freedom to know that you can just bang away and just reorder it and not have to do – you know, if um, if in a couple of weeks things get tricky, you're just there and you're safe. Yeah, and and the the great thing is that, you know, they don't charge your credit card until they actually have packed your stuff and it's ready to be delivered so that they they charge you the actual amount. So if there's something not available, you don't get charged for it. Um, and it's packed well. The tomato, the, the tomato was at the top? Um, yeah, it was, and it was lovely <laughs> and fresh and firm <laughs> and bright red. <laughs> the tomato. Da, da, da. Yeah, okay. Because I thought a yeah. trust is always like, so I don't know why we're buying them on a trust, if it makes any difference or what it means, but yeah. I don't know what they did with the rest of the ones on the trust, the other five. Did it have any trust with it, like any branch with it? Um, Yeah, tiny bit. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought I was ordering one trust with, you know, six or eight tomatoes. I I imagine that too, but I'm surprised you got the bit of the foliage with it. I'm excited about that. But it also stated, oh, sorry, we couldn't, um, you know, complete this part of your order. Um. Because apparently the one meant like a hundred grams or something, I don't know, and um and it didn't weigh quite that amount, so they couldn't fulfil the whole of the order. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, so they're very precise. It just okay. I had to be more precise. <laughs> well, let us you give me a good laugh, Jen, and let us know how it goes next time. I'm excited about that. Jazz, it's Marcus. Thanks for calling. Good evening. Hi, Marcus. How are you? Good, thank you. Hey, thanks for putting me. So. I just thought I'd quickly call. So I'm a community pharmacist in Auckland, and I just wanted to just touch base and just, um, I'm not sure if someone's called about this already or not, but um, in pharmacies, we have a lot of people who walk in who are symptomatic, close contact, etc. And just wanted people to know that at pharmacies, we only test people who are unvaccinated for rapid antigen tests and people who are traveling, the, um, you know, if they need proof, to show that they're traveling um, if they're unvaccinated, such as, you know, in New Zealand flying or if they're traveling to court. So what we're having is a lot of symptomatic people who walk into the pharmacy saying they're close contact or symptomatic and they say they need a rapid antigen test. So what with the guideline we have from the Ministry of Health is that we're not meant to do any rapid antigen tests for these people. They do not meet the criteria. Okay. And... Yeah, so that's basically what I wanted to call about. Um, but um, rapid so, 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 so people are coming in to your pharmacists that are are vaccinated wanting rapid antigen tests, but the only people you can test are the unvaccinated that need a negative before they're going to fly on Air New Zealand or Jetstar. Have I got that one right? That's right, absolutely right. Or if if they're going to court, and court requires a negative uh, negative result, you know, before they can go. How are your staff? Are they? Have, have, has anyone become symptomatic? Have they been exposed to people coming in? Have they got precautions to? Um, I suppose yeah, they got. So, scr- 
Yeah, so we do all the rapid antigen tests. We wear like you know full PPE. We wear like a they wear yeah. um, a, a, a gown. They wear a face shield. We got gloves. Um, we've got you know obviously face masks and stuff as well. We wear an N95 face mask. And we've had a, um, last week we had three people who tested positive as well. So the person who does the rapid antigen test, um, we have one person on per day, and they have to test themselves as well every morning before they do it. So by sure. as a precautionary matter, like we've been doing it like, you know, almost every second or third day anyway, just to make sure that we're not positive, you know. Just to so all the, st- all the staff are in PPE the whole day, are they? Uh, no, just when they do it. Um, okay. Yeah, just when they do it, yeah. Um, we do get a lot of queries, um, but like recently we've just, um, the guideline wasn't very, very good to be perfectly honest with you, but the guideline has been better in the last two days. So, yeah, we've been rejecting. We get probably about 50 phone calls a day where just someone just stands in the corner taking, you know, constantly just picking up the phone. And the question is, do you do COVID testing? You know, and we say, hey, look, we don't, we do rapid antigen tests. Yes, it's a type of COVID testing, but what kind of, you know, most of the people who come in are fully vaccinated and they're symptomatic, you know, and we unfortunately can't do that. But I feel like, Nate, I'm not sure what's gone wrong in terms of the guidance to the public because people are calling Healthline and Healthline themselves are advising these people to come to us, you know. So the, the thing is the proper authorities like Healthline, they don't even know themselves what the rules are, you know. So what's going to happen, from what I understand today, is that the chemists within the next week will have, pharmacist chemists will have rapid antigen tests that people can purchase. Is that your understanding as well? Yes, so not too sure when, but they're saying from March that we'll be able to sell it to individuals. So at the moment, we can only sell it to uh, businesses. So they need obviously, they need a New Zealand business number. We need to record all that stuff um, for auditing purposes. But yeah, they need to be a New Zealand registered business. That's the only people we can sell, sell to at the moment. And can you tell us how much they approximately will cost? Um, approximately, pretty much what, um, what do you call it? What Ashley said today, roughly about $10.00 just for one single rat. Okay. So you'll probably be looking at about $50 for a box of five. Seems quite pricey, eh? Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I think that's quite pricey as well. I wouldn't, don't know if I'd want to pay, pay $50 for a box of five. Because most people will know if they've got it. It's only if they need a clear thing to go to work, eh, or something like that. Is that the way it's going to go? Yeah. I mean, like like you said, you know, a lot of people are coming in saying that we need it for work purposes as well, you know, that like, and unfortunately we just can't do it. Yeah, but that's that's all I wanted to talk about. Is the is the science quite straightforward? Is there? I mean, it just looks like a bit of plastic. Are we been? I mean, I guess the government's not going to extort us for them because it's in their interest to sell us. Is the science of them complicated? You mean in terms of like doing it, or is it just like a chemical reaction within the strip? Is that all it is? Yeah, it's it's literally just like a drug test. You just basically put the swab up their nose and. You uh, mix it with the reagent and you put it into a dropper bottle, basically, and then you just put it down, you know, put four drops into the rapid antigen test. And then and within about 15 minutes, you can read, read the result. Will be, well, result comes pretty much straight away within about a couple of minutes. Then you, uh, it's valid for the next 15 minutes from when you put the reagent on there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You've been surprised, Jazz, how quickly it's all happened? Um, well, to be honest, um, as per um, the modelling, we were expecting it to be a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah. being in the health profession, not shocked at all that, you know, it is growing like it is, and, you know, um, it, it was meant it was going to happen anyway. Exponential growth, it's pretty dramatic though, eh? It is, well, it's like, that, what, went from 3,000-something to, what, almost doubled in a day, so, you know, yeah. they're saying it's still three days, but it looks like it's 
obviously there's a lot of people who aren't getting tested as well. A lot of people who go to the testing centre, the one in um, one of the ones in South Auckland closed down yesterday because they ran out of rats, and that was around 1:30 p.m. So you know, they definitely need more rats at the testing centre. So I don't know what's going on with that, but if they ran out of rats at one of the ones in South Auckland yesterday, are people being respectful to your staff? Yeah, we get maybe the odd person who um, they they might get a little bit aggressive, but you know we just tell them, hey, look, we're just doing our job. Um, you know, these are all the rules. We can't do it, unfortunately. You know, and they um, most people do understand. I do have trouble engaging in discussions about driving because every New Zealand driver, every caller will make out they're the world's best driver. In all my years of talkback, here we go. No one's ever rung up and said. I'm not a very good driver, but I do my best. Everyone thinks that they are the world's best driver, and that's the problem. That's the problem. Until someone can actually admit it and say, well, actually, I need to work on this and work on that.